good day to everybody out there and thank you for tuning in this is the friendship news hour presented to you by bumper media today is may the 18th 2023 my name is frank his name is alex put a question up to our facebook listeners viewers and i'll pose it to you when do you unapologetically show up for you for alex for me you got to give me more context to that question. Like show up as in like be active in my life and engage. I will give you my example and maybe this will provide the context. I am quick to cancel a meeting if I'm busy. Meaning if I have other things to do and I don't think that this meeting serves me, I'll cancel it. I'll drop out. I can't make it today. Sorry, blah, 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 Mm. blah, blah. Because I know that what I'm doing is more important to me, more important than what other people are going to think about me canceling this meeting. Sure right? It could be anything. I think I have a great answer for you, but I'll, I'll see what you come up with. Man. Yeah. I do that quite frequently. I value my time a lot, Frank, especially when it has like time to like with my family, you know, so like if, if that factor is involved, that will always, you know, no, that doesn't, that doesn't it's just for me. This is just, just for you. daddy's time. Just you. Yes. Damn. And unapologetically, like don't make excuses for it. When do you show up for yourself and you do it and you just, you do it because you know, you want to do it for you. I do it a lot. I mean, nightly, honestly, like I, I am a gamer and, yeah, and there's times, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's time like most night right around about nine o'clock is usually when Sarah starts to get tired, but there's nights when she's not tired. And I'm just kind of like, this is daddy's time. And I got to mm-hmm. talk to the boys. And I, I think that is so good and so healthy, man, like to have in any relationship, but especially like in a marriage to have like your you time and yeah, I guess be unapologetic about it. Cause I, I, I think, and, and I think the same way with like me and her going on like trips with just our friends every year, we try to do like one friend's trip a year to just like go do your thing, be, be with your friends or you by yourself, whatever you want to do. And like, I, I, I don't think you should feel bad at, for that at all. So I, yeah, for sure. I do this on the regular with video games. Cause I just, that is my way to turn my brain off at night, hang out with some friends, talk some shit and just kind of, be in my own little bubble for a little while. Yeah, you bet. No shame. Uh, no, no shame intended. It was a question that was asked in actually a meeting that I was in earlier today. We, we always do these uh, kind of jump off questions. And that was the one that we had today. And and I, I could have gone a couple of different directions. I think uh, when I ask if I can go play golf, that's more of a courtesy <laughs> or like a courteous way of me saying I'm going to play Yeah, golf. right. Um, and it's well understood that like, there's very little that will get in the way of me. How does that work for you? I'm just curious as, as a fellow married man, and, and I've, I've had this conversation with our buddy Pat too. Are, are you, do you ever, do you receive pushback? Is there ever like the goal of a compromise at like a nine holes? Or are you like, I'm going fucking golfing and we will be playing 18, maybe even 36 holes. Like, how do you approach that? Cause I, it's, it's it's tough when you have a kid. You don't want to put that all on your wife to be gone for four hours is a lot on a weekend when you could all be together. But also like that is that's time, time on the course is some of like, I'm a terrible golfer. That's still some of my best memories with friends. Sure. Uh, I think the compromise is baked in. So if it's, I'm not just like, Hey, here you go. Here's the baby. We'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see in about six hours. It's way more of a, like, We've got this going on. We're doing this, this, and this. I found a chunk of free time. You you don't have anything planned in this time. And even if you did, I have a contingency. 
Where it's like, hey, I'm going to go play golf. I'm thinking about playing golf Saturday at like 2 p.m. Oh, I had a nail appointment. Well, my mom's available. Yeah. Right? right that kind of thing. Right. So you know right. what I'm saying? So it's like, I have it, I have it, I have it covered. Because, you know, in that way, and I don't know if that's just me, it, some might think that's a little bit manipulative. I would push back on that <laughs> because I, it is, it is correct. Like I, I am, I am very aware of the fact that there's two people in this and that my being gone for that many hours does cause an issue, mm -hmm. right? Somebody needs to be attentive to a child for that, that amount of time. So I can't just be like, Hey, here we go. Figure it out. Right. Yeah. So my approach to it is never that. And it's, but it's also never this groveling, like, can I please play golf? <laughs> you went and did your nails last week. You know, it's not that, like, you know, that above all that. Um, and it, but, but to that, to that point, it also does kind of, I think it kind of pays itself back because there's times where I'm watching him alone. She's off doing her thing and, you know, For sure. it's, it's kind of give and take. Pat, Pat's compromise has uh, been nine holes. He, he gets out and plays nine holes, I think like once or twice a week. And I, I, if that, if that was all the only option on the table, I would take it, man. But I fucking hate nine holes of golf. Like I, I play there's, nine there's holes and I feel like I'm just like unsatisfied. You know, you got like blue balls for the game of golf. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not good you know, at golf. I just like want to be out there. I don't know. I guess nine holes is fine. The only time I like nine holes makes sense for me is like if there's a time constraint. And I guess if you're that, in a relationship with a kid, right, there's a time constraint. Right. But it's tough, man. And anyways, I, I, yeah, it is tough, but I do think it's good to have that. And I think it's good to recognize it and not be uh, not be ashamed of it, right? Like like you said, you go and play video games every night. That's your deal. Mm -hmm. Good for you. You have that. It's established. It's baked in. Should have been in the vows. Mm -hmm. I wasn't as big of a gamer then, but it should have <laughs> been in the vows. Along with the once a year back shaving. I just got my hair cut today. I was talking to the lady. And she, we were just talking. I'm like, Sarah hates it. Like, it's, I always, I'm trying to get her to shave like the area between my beard and like the back of my hair because my like it wants to connect. Basically, yeah, <laughs> it would look ridiculous. <laughs> and <laughs> I always have to like not beg, but like, come on, Sarah, please, will you shave this for me? Like, she doesn't enjoy it that much. And I was like, and I also have to once a year get her to like shave my back for me because it just it's gross. Right before you don't want to go to the beach with just like I don't have like a thick bush of a back where it like looks manly. It's like patches of thickness and then like random long hairs. And I just look like a fucking, like a where the wild things are kind of guy. So I get like a, I have to shave my back once a year. And so my, my hairdresser is laughing. She goes, yeah, you should have just baked that right into the wedding. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, I definitely should have. <laughs> to have and to hold and to shave my back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm glad I don't ha I grow hair like that. No, you're, you're never, I've never had that shaved issue. from the neck down. No, <laughs> no, I, I have the opposite issue where I have like little strands of hair on like my pants. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Little you tassels. Know what I'm, <laughs> I'm still going through puberty. <laughs> I can't grow a beard like yours either, which is unfortunate. I wish I could. It's nice. It is nice because it hides my terrible face shape. It gives me, you know, it helps me like kind of shape myself a little bit or present myself a little bit better. You ever see those memes where uh, they like show like, somebody with their beard shaved off and it's like a like a double chin <laughs> yeah, right. like a little pathetic looking man <laughs> that that wouldn't be me i don't have the worst double chin or yeah i i just have like a big chin and not like a like you have pronounced jowls you know what i mean you have a nice chin line you know as a man would i have like a ogrey shrek face and without a beard it's just like it's emphasized i just don't yeah. like it 
Well, good. I'm yeah. glad, uh, glad you're, I'm glad your face can compromise with your hair <laughs> and compliment you. Uh, here's a question. I got another. Okay, go ahead. This one's kind of heavy. Takes a takes a left turn town to to, to heavy town. Can I'm I hit you with some you light first. shit first? Then yeah. Okay. I noticed this today as I was walking to the hairdresser. It was an eventful morning. How often do you notice that a woman holds the door for you? Because I, I'm a man of chivalry. I I always hold the door. Sometimes at like awkward lengths for if I see like a woman approaching, like I'll just fuck it. I'll just stand here for five You're seconds sick. or whatever. I guess, I guess. I'm just nice. My mother taught me that way. I have a lot of respect for my mom, and she always taught me to respect women. And that that is something in its very small way where I feel like I can try to help. But today I, I'm thinking, and I literally watched this lady walk in front of me, open the door, and like, no regard for like, should I hold this open? And, and just close it. And it made me think like, man, I feel like I can count on like one hand the number of times I feel like a, a, a woman, a female has like held the door for me. And I'm like, Am I like sexist for thinking that? Is 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 it something other people see? I, I want to ask my Sarah when she gets home or any of our female listeners, like, do girls and girls hold the door for each other? Or is it just like an unspoken thing or it's like, fuck you? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But have you ever noticed that? I haven't noticed it like in the least. No? Okay. Not at all. No. <laughs> no, I, I just don't. I, I don't know. I guess I just don't like record it to memory when somebody else opens the door for me or when they don't either i've always thought that that was like a weird you think like a weird like custom not that yeah. i don't do it not that it i'm like is, against though. it it kind of yeah, is though just, yeah because you can open a door <laughs> and if you don't open a door then like are you like i don't like think you're an asshole yeah like this guy like you could have absolutely opened the door for me you didn't like whatever i don't care like everyone's, everyone's in their own heads right now you know yeah and, and, and maybe it could be better in like a different way but no i've never really noticed it never really i think it's just it. someone who like tries to do it when it's not done to me i'm like oh bitch or whatever like i'm just like what the fuck dude why did you do that <laughs> even dudes i'm like come on could just i don't know why i no idea why <laughs> yeah sometimes i'll like when i'm like there have been times where i've been like struggling to get like a stroller through and then and then oh, yeah. what i have noticed is that people like sprint to help me <laughs> the door, which is kind of like uh embarrassing in, in a way it's like i, I could have got it it's fine I appreciate your help, but like, I like to struggle through things. I don't <laughs> like people that before. jumping in. I yeah. had Wally asleep out when he fell asleep when we were at the grocery store and he was like in the cart and his head was just like bobbing all around. So I got to I got to hold this dude. I can't just let him like snap his neck or some shit. So I'm like carrying him all through the store. He's knocked the fuck out. Just dead sack of potatoes on me. And I'm like getting all my stuff, whatever. I get to the checkout line and I'm like getting things out of my cart. And this lady, like I'm kind of struggling a little bit. This lady's like, do you need help? I'm like, no, ma'am. No, thank you. I'm okay. Thank you. <laughs> like, I'm like, I fucking got this. Okay. I'm a single oh, dad. Man. I do it all the time. <laughs> people love helping babies or people yeah. with babies. Yeah, it's they true. They love feeling like they've helped somebody with a baby. Mm -hmm. It's true. You feel like you cat you catch more female eyes looking at you in public when you have a baby? Oh, dude. <laughs> Not that I'm looking it's, to it's look back trick. at them, but it is a cruel trick. It's a cruel trick. <laughs> There's no better oh. magnet for a woman than dude. a baby. Uh, dude, when no I I'll take him out for runs. I'll put him in the stroller. Yeah. It's incredibly impractical. I don't know if Sarah's ever tried it. She does. Yeah, I've never stroller, understood it. She does it too, yeah. Awful. 
Like it's hard to do. Your times are like non-existent. You, you know, if if I usually run three miles at a at a nine minute or nine and a half minute clip with the baby, it's like eleven minutes pace. So like my normal pace, almost a little slower. <laughs> hey. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like pushing it with one arm and like pumping with the other, you know, like it's just, it's just awkward. I, it, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't prefer it, but I do it cause I have to. Um, but when I bring him out there I'm out in mission Bay and I'm running along the trail, dude, it's like every single person I roll by, especially women just light up and they look at them and they like stare as they go by. <laughs> Does it make you think like, is it the baby or am I a hot dad? You know, like that it gives you like that ego boost. That's probably total bullshit. It's the kid. That's funny. I've never thought of it that way. Like, I, like I'm a hot dad. I've always thought about like, look at this adorable child. You don't think about, I think about that every morning, Frank. That's how I get out of bed. Mm. Stare myself in the mirror and be like, all right, you're a hot dad, dude. Get out there. <laughs> Make it happen. Make it happen for the ugly ones. <laughs> exactly. Someone's got to do it. But all right, get, um, get to your heavy question. I'm sorry, I sidetracked. But, there, but. So, so last year, there was a, a punter from San Diego State named mm. Matt Ariza who yeah. got drafted in the sixth round, I think. And he was drafted by the Buffalo Bills, who I think absolutely back then, but right now even are considered uh, you know a contender to, to win it all, given the talent they have on their team. They're a good team. For sure. And uh, during the preseason, I think it was after summer camp or, yeah, it was, it was during summer camp, preseason football. Uh, there were some allegations that came out against Matt Riza and, an, and, and, and a few other college students, then college students. Uh, and the allegations were that him and some other men gang raped an underage girl. Heavy accusations, mm-hmm. heavy, heavy accusations. At the time, sort of seemed that San Diego State was aware, and the Bills may or may not have been aware. But then, when the allegations came out and and the charges were filed, they let him go. And we just Quickly, found out man. a few weeks ago that there more than likely was not a crime committed. The The woman in question, as it, it seems, and this is the, 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 the charges were dropped and then the, the facts of the, of the story started to come out and it sounded like it was, and this is me making a story about this. So this is, this is not like fact, but it sounded like it was a young, drunk, very horny girl who was looking to sleep with one or many men at a party was talking about it may have even been bragging about it probably got too drunk woke up the next morning had fuzzy details about what happened and then maybe got filled in by other people and friends about what had happened became embarrassed and then that led to sexual assault and rape allegations against the people involved that night. From what I understood, what they found is that he wasn't even there when this happened. Is that true? He was like in the vicinity, kind of like outside, uh, side yard, maybe 
had like a like drop somebody off. I like I forget. It's all it's all kind of fuzzy. I don't really remember the facts. But he, he was pretty much exonerated. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't really there. He he even said like I knew the truth would exonerate me. But yeah, what can I do? Right, these charges are against me. It's like I don't want to fault the girl for going through this process, but this process cost this guy maybe an NFL career. At least yeah. at the time, it yeah. cost him his career at the time. I'd have to imagine he could sue for damages as a result though, right? I mean, it's a false allegation know. against I him. I don't know. That's the question. Sh- should there be punishment if you bring forth, I don't want to say like, like untrue claims. Like if you can prove that you knew that the claims were untrue, and then brought against, like brought charges. Should that be a crime? Like, should it be a crime? Like, should this should this woman be punished for implicating it's these tough. men when it turns out it was more or less consensual? Yeah, like I was, I was, I'm curious, like what the, I guess the law or whatever would be, but like on consent when you're at a certain intoxication level. You know what I'm saying? Because like. If, if the story is like we're saying it now is true and she was all fucked up but horny and was trying to fuck and, and let some dudes tag team her, like, shit, man. I, I don't see why that would be a crime, but I could see how a lawyer would phrase it as they took advantage of her when she was drunk, put these ideas in her head, raped her, essentially. You know, like, I, I could see I could see the argument for both sides, but I do feel right. like if there should be, there should definitely be uh, ramifications for false allegations and yeah in, in this case like ruining careers and or you know just mudslinging to just try this to fuck in, someone over this happened in san diego and in california the crime of false accusations is a misdemeanor and you can be prosecuted for it, but then you would have to prove that these were false accusations right and that's where it gets really fuzzy because if she really believed that she got raped or she couldn't remember and because she couldn't remember then she thought she got raped and that, that in her head or whoever, her attorney or parents or family, whatever, constituted sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they go forward and they say, mm. are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? And in her head, she's like, I don't know, but like maybe because it was really embarrassing. Like I slept with a lot of dudes and I, like in my right mind, I wouldn't have, but I was drunk. So I was taken advantage of. Okay, so and here's the other thing. Like, I'm hearing the story about the facts and like how she was behaving and how other people were behaving, and it's like, okay, that's every college party I've ever been to, right? Yeah, right, right. And and, and so, like, how do you how do you make sure? Because I, I feel bad for this girl. Like, I, I don't I don't want her to to carry the shame of like this night forever. And if she really believes that she was assaulted, but like there wasn't enough proof to convict or or to even bring it to trial or anything that is really like, like unfortunate. And, and for this woman, it's going to be something that she lives with her entire life. On the other hand, it's very unfair and sad that this, that this punter lost out on his NFL career because of a girl who had made questionable decisions or may not have been sexually assaulted, but probably not given what we know. And I, I just like, and like, like I don't want to like weigh like the, the grievances here and like who who's the bigger victim. I, that's not what I'm trying to figure out. 
we're trying to figure out how, how do you make sure that this doesn't happen again? And that like, you got to make sure you know the seriousness of what you're doing by implicating somebody in a charge as serious as gang rape. But also, I mean, listen, like this is the fine line that we're walking here because then you don't like you don't want to de-incentivize somebody from bringing charges if they exactly. actually did get raped. Exactly. And they're like, oh, what if, if I can't prove it? I don't want to get in trouble for that. I don't yeah. want to be Man. I don't want to be persecuted because I couldn't prove my own rape. Mm-hmm. That's a sticky wicket. It's that uh, sucks, dude. It's terrible. I, I mean, I guess the system as in place is is the best you can do because like in the courts, it'll figure out if your allegation's true or not. And then if that person feels like you have defamed them, they can then go after you. Mm-hmm. I would maybe say that that, and because then they obviously, they still need to prove that too in a court of law and, and the truth will come out there too. Maybe up that punishment for what would be perceived as maybe like mudslinging or, you know, false allegations, maybe up that to make like that reality a little bit more serious. And I think you'd weed out some of the people like, uh, I mean, I know Bill Cosby was a scumbag and did a bunch of shit, but I, I remember in that case when all that was going on, there was like a ton of people that came forth with like, just trying to get a paycheck basically. And, and there was a bunch of people that for sure that he roofied and all this other shit. But I remember hearing there was like 20 or 30 other women that came forward, basically just trying to get a check because they had, you know, could prove that they were with him at, at some point in the past. And, you know, Hey, I, I got roofied as well, you know? So I think some people do try to take advantage of that kind of stuff too. So if you make that penalty a little stiffer, if you know the defamination or whatever can be proved after the fact, I think maybe you'll see less of it. But I don't think, yeah, I don't think for a second, like if she feels like she was raped and has a lawyer behind her that has enough of a case to like try to make a make a case to a jury, I yeah, I don't think she should ever be scared to go in front of a court either. God damn, that's hard, dude. It's hard, man. Like it's talking hard. in circles as I try to explain both sides. It's was hard. You're like, but, but, like, what do you do? You know, you, yeah. you want justice if it if it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. But is there justice for somebody who's just kind of caught in the ringer? Like, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and now I don't have an NFL career. Yeah, right. Or just your career in general. Someone could be like, hey, Frank Huerta did this to me, blah, 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 and now you're in the news or whatever, whatever the allegation is. I'm sure that your employer would be like, Let's let's take a pause here. You're on leave or something. You know, yeah, you know, and, and then that and if that's all bullshit, just because someone has a vendetta against you or whatever their personal reason is, you know, that can that it's it's not just for athletes and famous people. I guess is what I'm saying. Like that could fuck anybody if you're just trying to fuck somebody like that. So let's take it a step further. How do you avoid these situations altogether? Mm, man, um, <sighs> I know the answer. And nobody wants to hear it, and nobody nobody thinks it's the right answer. I have the answer. It's the only answer. It's legitimately the only answer. Uh, I mean, I don't think you're going to avoid alcohol in a college scenario. I, th- I think the best way to avoid this maybe would have been perhaps, I don't know this lady, I don't know her family, but like better parenting so that these morals and ideas aren't in her head to get gangbanged by a bunch of people when she gets drunk. Like, I mean, I, I feel like there's some lapse in, in parenting or morality there in some way. Um, nope, you had it right in the beginning. What's that? No alcohol. No alcohol, yeah. No alcohol. Yeah. Don't drink. Dry college campuses. Who do you call it? I don't, that's fine. Yeah. 
But how did you find yourself in this situation? The only answer is alcohol. It's not because of sleazy mm -hmm. dudes. It's not because you're horny. It's not because of anything other than you were under the influence of alcohol. It's the only reason. It's true. Yeah. The only true. reason. And if you want to blame it on parenting, fine. But now we have a bunch of cases where you know that the only re the only way that you get yourself into these situations, and she did get herself into this situation. I don't want to like assault or not, right? Like, does drinking alcohol excuse somebody getting sexually harassed? No. Stop no. it with your low IQ arguments. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you by getting drunk and being young and dumb and horny will make decisions that you don't want to make when you are drunk and you will put yourself in situations that you don't want to be in because you're drunk and you will invite things that shouldn't be in your life because, and there's like no other answer mm -hmm. that would excuse this other than alcohol. What, what, what are the, what other factor here? Could you say, if I didn't do this, I, w this would not have happened. And this goes for him too. It's true. Makes parties a lot more lame in college, but yeah, true. Um, I just, I want to show you this video I just saw. Um, it's a, it's a prank. I've had it with pranks, Al. You've had it? I've had it. I love, I love a good pranks and your name rhymes with it. Prank Frank. Um, maybe. Okay. So there's some innocent pranks and then there's some not so innocent pranks. I think this one is not so innocent. Pouring gas on this guy's car. What would appear to be gas on this man's car on a Best Buy parking lot for the listeners. Kanye 2020. What the fuck? It is water. Okay. He's saying it's water. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. He's carrying too. That would have been. Oh, That's right. man. Yeah. That was. You almost died, you stupid son of a bitch. That's 100% right. Jesus. It's 100% right. I, I see these pranks. Don't you see these pranks on the internet all the time? I've never seen fake gas pouring on a car. That's fucking Well, maybe insane. not specifically this, but just like people just doing dumb shit. Like who, yeah, who it's the fucking internet. you know, I, like what, what's an innocent one? I guess like the guy at Home Depot, like taking a PVC pipe and like moaning in somebody else's ear. Like, Hilarious. That's funny. I love that. Like it's not I hurting anybody. That. It's not causing anyone harm. People get pissed though. Dude, they get so mad. <laughs> they get so mad. What do you think? I'm gay? <laughs> um, oh. Yesterday... I, yesterday, no, it was Tuesday. I had like crazy heartburn. Mm. I didn't have any Tums, so I, I stopped into a 7-Eleven to grab some Tums. Buy the Tums, walk out. I'm like fidgeting with the top of the Tums to get the foil off. And I look up and there's a large black man, dreaded. And he came at me and you know the motion, like the hike up the shorts, put the fists to the head, like they're about ready to throw a punch. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. I know. What Did you're that about. straight to me yesterday. Pulled it up, shuffled up to me, got right in my face, and I pushed him back with my arm. And I go, "What the fuck?" And I was looking at him like I was studying his face to to see if I had known this person if he was playing a prank on me. And he just stood in front of me, hands raised, right in front of his face, like he's about ready to throw a punch. And he just walks away. And he like he's flexing while he's walking away. And as he's walking away, he's like turning and he's like dead stare in my face. And, uh, it made me realize that I'm not nearly prepared enough to like defend myself. Cause I like, he could have punched me and like, it would have stunned me. I would not have been prepared to like defend myself. Mm. I would, I would have absorbed a punch is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But two, if I was somebody else like that old man and I had a weapon on me 
the very first thing I would think of is pull that weapon out and point it at this person's face. Yeah, right. Was that dude that did that to you, like filming that? No, 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 no. Literally just fucking with you. seemed to be a vagrant. I don't know, dude. It was odd. Like he was dressed normal like it didn't he didn't look like he like he wasn't carrying like a bag or anything like he didn't have a shopping cart next to him his clothes weren't like like ragged and messed up seemed like a like a normal maybe 25 year old dude got in my face like just like he's about ready to fight me mm-hmm. and i couldn't like i couldn't believe it and then i got my car and he came like walking back towards my car and he went to the other person's car got into their front window. The window was down and like reached into the car and like tried to grab something and then came back out and like slapped the car. He was acting, he was acting super crazy. I don't know. He might've been on drugs or some shit. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounded like he might've been tweaking. But then I I got to thinking, I'm like, okay, this guy charged me. He was very aggressive, but he didn't do anything. And it was almost like he was trying to bait me into doing something so that Mm. I was the one that threw the first punch or like hurt him or shot him or whatever. So that, and so my first thought was like, maybe he's just trying to get like a settlement or he's trying to maybe. go to jail because he wants to go back to jail and he, and he needs to do something to go to back to jail. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. People walk around like uh, shit sweet sometimes. No, nah, man. Yeah. I mean, and the internet just like adds to that. Like it incentivizes it really. Like there's, it's, I was listening to Matt and Shane's secret podcast. Actually, we were talking about kind of yesterday, just like people, like this new generation of kids that have grown up with the internet and not like as much uh, like in public around as many people or like are, are as influenced by their family because they're mm-hmm. not maybe with them as much. They, they're, they're totally, they're like disconnected. And oh, yeah. that persona is like so ridiculous to where like there's, there's guys I see all the time where it's like their thing is pranks on, on TikTok or wherever. And it's yeah. like, that, like a guy I know, his name's Loaf, L-O-F-E. He, he's banned from every Walmart in the entire country for this kind of shit because he just goes in there and just fucks with people. And it's funny. kind Like, it's funny. There are funny ones, but, like, it, 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 that's, like, his personality is fucking with people. And it's like, what do you, what are, like, what kind of, yeah. what do you contribute to society except maybe yeah. making me go, <laughs> move on. Right. You know, right. it's move like. Move on, you forgot about him completely. I guess and you there just was fucked with all those life. people's days, you know? Yeah. Like, all those, yeah. you just, like, pissed them off or made it weird and awkward. It's like, for internet views, like, come on, dude. I think there was a time probably in my life where I th- I would think that that was funny and even looked up to a person that did something like that. Yeah. Well, it, jackass, bro. Think about kind of mm-hmm. like jackass yeah. kind of did a lot of that shit when we were younger. Yeah. But that was like, I hesitate to use the word tasteful. It was creative. It was thought out. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, uh, just fucking with people for the sake of fucking. I mean, I guess it was, but yeah. like sometimes it, like, like the, the best prank I've ever seen in my life is the golf, the golf course prank in jackass. Oh my god! With it's the air horn, incredible! It's so funny! It's so funny! Yeah, yeah. But like, that's a one-time thing. Like, don't make an industry of going to golf courses and blowing an air horn like that. Mm-hmm. Now you've lost the plot. Like this guy's like, my brand is I fuck with people at Walmart. Like, okay, right, right. But yeah. I mean, it's there's precedent. It's just now it's like taken to the next level. I feel like because you have Jackass, you've got Borat, right. yeah, you've so you got Bam Margera. Those people yeah. have been like, and that shit was hilarious. Like you said, hilarious when we were younger. But now, yeah, now it's just kind of to a point where it's like like, the the cart narc. Who's that? I don't know who that is. The cart narc. He goes Mm -hmm. and he like chastises people who don't put their cart back in the corral. (laughs) That's amazing. Dude, it's incredible. 
He'll like go and he'll be like, woo, woo. Like, hey, I noticed you didn't put your car back. And I go, uh, yeah, I'll put it right here. Like, oh, well, that's not where it belongs. Why are you being a lazy bones? And, and they get like really, like really upset that this person's like telling on them. It's like, oh, he, go, no. he goes like, they have somebody, that, they hire people to do this. They go, well, actually they hire people to take the carts from the corral and you didn't put it in the corral. You're being a lazy bones. You just left it there. I'm just curious why you did that. <laughs> are you incapable of putting it back in the corral? It's just right there. And they just like, and they, he doesn't stop. He doesn't quit. And then once they go into their car and ignore him, he'll put a magnet on their car, like a cart arc magnet. And then they get pissed because he put something on their car and it's just, oh, dude, it's incredible. But it's like, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's like positive, but it's not a negative thing. Like he's just trying to get people to put their cart back in the crowd. That's it. Right. And what makes it funny is people's responses, people who get triggered by somebody calling them out for being lazy. I saw one kind of base off that, which they're hard. They're hard for me to watch. I always love Catch a Predator, bro. I always love that show with Chris Hansen. And there's, there's a new dude on TikTok and he, it's called the newly ped game. And they do the same thing where they kind of like set people up to meet them there. And then he comes up dressed up like a game show host with a mic. And he's like, calls them out. Like, we know what you're doing here. You're here to meet a minor, blah, 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 blah. You need to answer these three questions right or we're calling the police. And they call the police anyway. Right. But like, he literally will sit there and do like a game show trivia oh with these God. dudes. Dude, it's ridiculous. It's And ridiculous. they don't want to go to jail, so they play along. Exactly. And yeah. the, he gives them ridiculous questions. Like, I, un, like, you'll never know the answers to all of them anyway. But it's, it's I, I don't want to say funny because these are sad awful people but like the way he approaches what kind of like spinning what Hanson did his, his name's uh Colin Shoemaker online if you want to watch any of them but it's it's sad dude those are so tough to watch sometimes but also like the worst people ever so fuck them indeed indeed the worst people ever uh let's talk a little politics just a little bit yeah. just, to talk, just a little yeah we made it 36 minutes without talking politics though that's pretty good yeah it's not bad <laughs> but it, there's big news so let's yeah. talk about it John Durham Oh, came out with okay. report this week. Yeah. Uh, it was summarized pretty neatly and concisely by Elise Stefanik, who's a member of the House of Representatives and uh, is the GOP conference chair. I liked her statement. And we're going to go through it and dissect it. The long-awaited Durham report confirmed what the American people already know, that the individuals at the highest levels of government attempted to overthrow democracy when they illegally weaponized the federal government against Donald J. Trump. So let's make something very clear at the, at, at the beginning. There was no recommendation for prosecution for any crimes based off this report. Matter of fact, there wasn't any crimes identified. There's no criminal activity identified in this report. That's an important distinction. Just like there wasn't any criminal... There isn't, wasn't any way to like criminally prosecute the Mueller report on the uh, investigation into Trump's dealings with Russia. This report also has no criminality associated with it whatsoever. The report is an investigation on an investigation. There was an investigation into, the, into Donald Trump and his connections to Russia, his campaign's connections to Russia. This report was an investigation on that investigation. Is that usual to have an investigation of an investigation? Like, I, I don't this remember not, hearing that None before. of this is usual. Yeah. None of, none of this is regular. This is, this is all very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, the individuals at the highest level of government attempted to overthrow democracy when they illegally weaponized the federal government 
against Donald J. Trump. Taking out the word illegally and criminal, that's true. We went over it in depth maybe a month or two ago, but just to very briefly recap. Before Donald Trump took assumed the office of presidency, the Obama administration was spy on him. They uncovered everybody from the Donald Trump campaign and were spying on them. They got caught doing that. And in order to reconcile what they had been doing, they, they, meaning Hillary Clinton, his political opponent at the time, brought forth allegations that Donald Trump and his campaign colluded with Russia. She brought forth these allegations through something called the Steele dossier. If you remember the Steele dossier, this is one where they claimed that Donald Trump liked to get peed on. This may or may not be true. That Steele dossier was completely fabricated. It was brought forth by a company called Fusion GPS, who was funded directly by the DNC and Hillary Rodden Clinton's presidential campaign. So Hillary Clinton financed a fake document that was then leaked to the public. That document was used to open up a, to, to obtain a FISA warrant. A FISA warrant is a warrant that allows you to prosecute somebody without them ever being made aware of the charges or the prosecution or investigation at all. And it allows you to, pro- to investigate anybody that is, that, that you can link to the person being investigated. So you have Donald Trump and then everybody that's associated with Donald Trump now is under investigation based off of a fake document that was provided by Hillary Clinton's campaign. So when she says that the individual at the highest level of government attempted to overthrow democracy, that's 100% true. And that's what happened. Now we know, well, here, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll continue reading. This criminal abuse of power went all the way up to the Oval Office where President Obama and then Vice President Joe Biden were in on it from the very beginning. It's a heavy claim. The Sturm yeah. report, turns out, proves that. Hillary Clinton went and briefed Barack Obama and then Vice President Joe Biden on her plans to open up an investigation into Donald Trump and his ties to Russia and let them know about how this would take place. There was a meeting about it. That basically what this report says. There was a meeting about it. She went to Obama. She let him know about everything. The entire false smear was manufactured and paid for by political pundits of Donald Trump and perpetrated by the left's salivating mainstream media stenographers. A big claim, also true manufactured and paid for by the Democratic National Committee and Hillary Clinton. This is fact. Every single media outlet for two years nonstop could not put this down. Russia, 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 Russia. Everybody was looking for, it was basically a prosecution in search of a crime. Crossfire Hurricane, that is the investigation into Donald Trump's ties to Russia, was nothing more than an illegal, unlawful, and un-American abuse of power. Technically nothing illegal. I am more committed than ever to ensuring that those involved are held accountable and face criminal persecution. That will never happen. Um, Here's what this report really said. The FBI knew from the outset that the information that it was obtaining to then obtain this FISA warrant and investigate Donald Trump and his administration, uh, the FBI knew it was false. They knew Mm -hmm. everything was false. They basically said, we know this guy's crooked. We're going to use this information to then go find real information of corruption and... Uh, shady dealings with Russia, they were never able to find it. And so it just kept going and kept going and kept going and kept going until finally it couldn't go anymore. There was no gas left in the tank. The bottom fell out because there was no corruption. There was no collusion. There were no ties to Russia with Donald Trump's campaign. Nobody will be prosecuted for this. Nobody will be held to account. The only thing that came of this report from 
the man who was in charge of its investigation was, um, and I'm quoting from the report now, recommendation for the FBI, create a position for an FBI agent or lawyer to provide oversight of politically sensitive investigations. That person would be tasked with challenging every step of such investigation, including whether officials appropriately adhere to the rules governing applications, the foreign intelligence surveillance court, which handles matters. Now, basically what he's saying is you need to have a person, a employee of the FBI, check these investigations and the sources of, of the investigations to make sure that everything's good. If they skirted the rules once, they're going to skirt them again. This is just another another hurdle they have to jump through. That's it. That's all this is, which is very uh, deflating and frustrating mm-hmm. because corruption at the highest level of government should be met with harsh, swift punishment, no matter who it is and who's done it. And it seems as though that's not what's going to happen. And I'm, I'm like, I'm not sure why. Uh, maybe there's not enough evidence to do it. it. Seems as though you have all the evidence you need and you can tie everything together. And it seems like this was a, at very best, a political witch hunt. And at the worst, an organized coup. Mm. That's how I see it. Maybe somebody can tell me I'm wrong. But anyways, that's what Do you see if like, uh, let's say Trump gets elected next year, do you see him going after these people now that he's in power? Because I mean, obviously they're going to squelch it now. And there's a Democrat in power who's probably one of the, like the Biden family is, you know, we talked about this at, to ends, but like some would say a criminal organization. I, you know, that's, a lot of people would say that based on a lot of different things, right along with the Clintons. Before I answer your question, let's let's look at that for a second, because there was a, a report that came out a couple of weeks ago. But this is before the, the Durham report uh, by James Comer, who's the uh, House Oversight Chair, and he unveiled that the Biden family created. 20 separate entities from the time that Joe Biden took vice presidency until like now, mm. 20 separate entities transferred more than $10 million into these entities from foreign entities. Mm. So people in foreign countries funneled over $10 million into these 20 companies that were set up by the Biden family after he took the vice presidency. And still people on the left are like, well, there's real no direct connection to Joe Biden. Now, if we're stuck in an elevator and you Mm -hmm. fall asleep and I take a big steamy shit in the corner Mm. and you wake up and you're like, why'd you take a shit in the elevator? And I say, I didn't take a shit in the elevator. And you're like, dude, there's only two of us. And I was just sleeping. Not only was I just sleeping, I was sleeping on the other opposite corner of this elevator. I couldn't possibly have woke up in my sleep, taken a shit on that corner, and then fell back asleep in the very position that I am in now. And you're telling me that is what happened? And I'm saying, I'm not telling you that's what happened or didn't happen. I'm telling you I didn't take a shit in this elevator. And that's exactly what is yeah, going on right bl- Blissful now. ignorance. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, cr- a crime family, huh? maybe, maybe not. Do they get prosecuted? I don't know. Trump is a petty, frail man. I would be surprised if he took office th- that he didn't try mm-hmm. and... Uh, well, I mean, I, in his defense, though, man, like I've got a lot, I've said a lot of negative things about Trump before, too, a lot of positive as well. But like the way that they've raked him over the coals and tried to just butt fuck him for like the last six to eight years and all that they've really come out of it with, with any kind of proof or anything that was re- like found guilty in court was that he, he paid someone hush money for having sex with them. For all the, the shit that we continue to hear, you listed a bunch of it earlier. I would do the same thing. I don't think that's petty at all. It's like, fuck mm-hmm. you guys, man. Like, n- n- nameless things that all the, all these 
Biden's, Clinton's, so, so many people have done. Epstein list still isn't fucking out. Yet Trump can get uh, convicted of this crime within like the span of a month for rape and all this other stuff. He didn't get a convicted of rape, but it's just, it's like they move all this shit so quickly when it's going after Trump. But when it's about the Bidens and all these other left families, it's, it's like slow. Shit never comes out when it's supposed to. You never hear anything. Jeffrey Epstein kills himself. It's like, come the fuck on. How dumb yeah. are people really, man? It would be, it would be, uh, I wouldn't put it past him. I think it would. I think it's folly. I think it's a. a I think it's a, a terrible th- move if you're him because the chances of actually landing somebody in jail pr- are probably pretty low, and that's you what think? everybody wants to see, right? Like if you're if you're a team Trump, you want to see people get thrown into jail. You want you want people to be held accountable for such r- ridiculous behavior, I, criminal behavior. I mean, like everyone wants to think that January sixth was a like an attempted coup. I'll play along as, as long as you as long as you admit that this was a much more effective attempt at a coup and almost worked. Now, if he really wanted to get back at these people who have wronged him, he would just he would move in a, in a way that was so conservative. His policy would be so conservative that it would just piss everybody off and they couldn't do anything about it. And he would just put as many judges as he did before on the courts. And his policy would be so nationalistic and populistic that it would just absolutely tear everybody to shreds and they couldn't do anything about it. That's the only way to me that he can get back at, uh, at, at these people who have wronged him is just by being an effective policymaker for mm-hmm. the people that put him in office. That's the only way. But a lot of that can be undone other than Supreme Court justices, but yeah, a lot of maybe, that can be undone by the next could. guy. Maybe it could. Maybe it but, could. But yeah. but like, you know, but you know, what elect somebody just so they can go in on a revenge tour? Uh, yeah, I no, that's not why he would win my vote or anything like that. I'm just I I I'm just saying I don't I don't even know if I would consider it petty for him to to you know, turn that right around back at him and put the telescope at them now for the next whatever years because it's it's all they've done to him, man. And it's, but it wouldn't work because you 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 need the you need the media on your side. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, this doesn't work unless everybody everybody is talking about collusion and and and, and Russia and just mm-hmm. trying to you know just trying to go. And I agree with you. I was playing golf yesterday, and I was playing golf with two foreigners. One was from New Zealand, and one was from Australia. And we get on the ninth tee, and for whatever reason, they decide to start talking politics. And neither of these guys were a fan of Republicans, which is fine. I don't care. And I don't get into these conversations in public, especially with people I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like were obviously dweebs, and we're just talking like in generalities and, and had absolutely nothing of um, value to bring to any conversation. But they noticed that I was quiet about it. And so they asked me about what I thought about Donald Trump. And... I said very plainly that I thought that he was uh, a, a, a petty narcissist and I wasn't a big fan of the of the man that he is. But I said that I was way more concerned about the response to Donald Trump than I was about anything that he did while in office. And the response to him makes me concerned for this country and for its citizens, not the Republican president, Donald Trump. Um and they didn't really say anything back towards that. But, but that, I mean, that's, I think, 
I think that can encapsulate a lot of people's feelings, even if no matter where you fall politically. I think a lot of people can look at this stuff and and with very clear 2020 vision and be like, like man, like, like you guys really went after this guy and you never were able to get him, but you went after him so hard and you were never able to get him and you won't stop going after him. Mm-hmm. And like, you want to still believe like he's like a threat to the national security. Like it's, it seems as though the biggest threat to national security or to democracy are the people who try to manipulate it behind the scenes. And that's exactly what's been going on here. Um, I.e. Hunter Biden on the board of a Ukrainian company. And now right, we're almost right. at war. Like, so, come on, so, that's way more of a fucking real threat. <laughs> yeah, 100% it is. And I think, you know, there's a lot of people out here who, who would listen to this and it doesn't affect them at all. And that's fine. Good for you. If you can walk through this, it, it affects me. I have an emotional reaction when I see things like this Durham report come out because uh, uh, I follow this intensely, but I'm also just one man. And to the extent of my vocal reach is one thing, but I, there's not a lot of sway that any one person really has. So if you're sitting there like me and you're affected like me emotionally by something like the Durham report, I, I, I would, I would like to challenge you to next time you have the ability to vote, which is your greatest leverage as a United States citizen to have the moral courage to vote for somebody who says something like, I'd like to dismantle the FBI. Hey, that's an idea. That's a heck of an idea. This goes back to the sixties or the fifties. The FBI (laughs) was trying to get Martin Luther King Jr. to kill himself it's not surprising the same organization is just as ideologically corrupt in 2020, 20, 2018, 2016, whatever, than it was in 1956. Maybe the ideas have changed, but it's still an organization that has the power that has. So if you, there's a candidate out there that happens to have an R next to their name, and he says, or she says, I think it's a good idea to dismantle the FBI. And here are the reasons. Oh, wow, that's great. And then you look and they have an R like, oh, I could never vote for a Republican. Well, you know what? Great. And if you're in Brooklyn right now and you're upset that there are a bunch of illegal immigrants being housed at your kid's school gymnasium, that sucks. But also like too bad. I don't care because that's what you voted for. And you have to have the moral courage to vote for somebody who's going to do what you think is right and fair. That's your only leverage. That's your only leverage. And you got to go out there and you got to do it. And you got to not worry about what other people say. And I don't care. Like, oh, yeah, but the way he treats women, you're not voting. Like, you're not. Stop voting for somebody you think is a role model. They're a fucking politician for God's sake. Nobody in politics is a role model. You vote them because they're effective. Politics is not about what you want. It's about what you can get at that time. That is what politics is. Mm -hmm. So have the moral courage and vote. Vote for the right person, not for some far-fledged idea that you have in your head. Well put, friend. Well put. Anyways, that's all I got. You see uh, Ron DeSantis pissed off Disney enough that they're shutting down a uh, billion-dollar office complex out in Orlando? I did did see that. Yeah, they pulled out a billion dollars. of. Interesting to me that DeSantis would go to war with Disney if he has any presidential aspirations in the future because they own a huge part of the media. It just seems... It seems ballsy. You know, like... Sure, it seems bold. I, I get what he's going for in like wanting to make more money back into the state. I understand that, but like Walt Disney bought this land fair and square legally. He brings 
billions of dollars to your state in tourist revenue anyway. And and then, yeah, now you're, you're going to want to go after them. And I, I think like really hurt your political aspirations long-term. I, I, it's, it's weird I to me. Can like, you explain it better? No, I know. I, I do think it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's culture war shit. And that's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. He, he, he found an avenue to push back against the woke establishment like for whoever that's for fine. Like, like to me that just, and, and maybe the voting base is less intelligent than I'd like to give them credit for. But like, maybe that excites a lot of people. It doesn't excite me. I get what he's doing and I like the pushback and I think it's in some aspect, like it's okay for a Republican to go and push back against an agenda or something. I guess. I don't know, man. I'm trying, I'm trying to like straw man this, but no, I think it's silly because, uh, I forget who, I think it was a governor of South Carolina, um, was asked about this and they were like, yeah, I mean, if, if Disney is uh, done with Florida, we will gladly house them here in South Carolina, which is the proper stance, right? Like yeah. it, it, to me, it is silly. If you're, if you end up driving Disney out of Florida or something like that, like that's dumb. Um, and yeah, I mean, the whole thing against it is, I don't, like, I don't know, man. I, it's, ugh, ugh. it's I, I, I think it's all really ridiculous. I, I would rather not pay attention to this kind of shit because it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like if you don't like Disney, then don't show your kids Disney. It's as simple as that. Like, yeah. you, like you don't need to go after them, you know? I mean, and I think he's doing a whole lot of other good things that you could focus on, but obviously this is the biggest for It'll sure, draw the, no. the most eyeballs. So, by and way, I feel like he's been one of the most effective governors, or is currently one of the most effective governors. I, I was Shapiro was talking about him earlier this week about how between DeSantis and Trump, he would pull for DeSantis all the way because he's he's results driven, and when he picks a topic to work on, he hones in on it and actually like yeah. works towards fixing it and gets results. Like there's I a hurricane, if, uh, the next day they're fixing bridges. That's that's yeah. the type of that's how it should be, man. But no, he is. He's effective. He he would do all of the things that Donald Trump says he would do. Yeah, right. would do them. He yeah. would get that done. And I think that scares a lot of people because he's effective. He knows how to. Mm. He knows how to to you know. Th- he's there's, a there's like a, what's that? <laughs> he's a, he's a real politician in that in that way. You know, I mean, I'm sure, sure he's much more entrenched in circles. He's probably corrupt in one way or the other, like they all are. But like he knows how to get shit done. Whereas Trump is just like kind of feeding off of a fan base in a way. You know, he's making good points, draining the swamp, all this other shit. That's shit that needs to happen. But like, really all we really saw in his presidency was the economy got better, which is huge. I don't mean to undermine that. That's probably one of the biggest things you can do as a president. But like, a lot of the other shit he said he was going to do, like a lot of that didn't come to fruition as it often doesn't with all presidents. It's just shit they run on. Yeah. You know, I wonder how different things would look if DeSantis was in charge when COVID hit. Because mm-hmm. everyone oh, likes to like time, forget bro. that Trump, Trump was the one who championed two weeks to slow the curve, yeah, which turned into two years to slow the curve, and championed the vaccine and touted the vaccine, and we got the vaccine out, and we did the most with the vaccine, and now we know, like, well, thanks for nothing, asshole. <laughs> like yeah, you didn't do right. anything really. Like you you enriched you enriched uh, the the Pfizer. pharma companies. That's what you did. Yeah. Right. Um, That's a good I mean, point. Yeah, I mean, like, That's uh, a really good point. It's, it, would, it would seem to me that DeSantis is the, the obvious choice for Republicans, but it, if you follow those circles, there's it, a lot of infighting. It, nobody nobody yeah. wants to uh, 
jump off the Trump train. I, I think this would be, if he still, I mean, he already announced, and if DeSantis doesn't decide to challenge like for the good of the party or whatever, I do think this would be the last time we would see Trump run for the office, win or lose. Uh, and then I, I would so. kind of think that DeSantis is like the logical 2026 op, or what would it be, 2028 option. So For purposes of like, allow me to be ageist for a second, Al. Sure. Um, yeah, dude, there should be. Did you see Diane Feinstein this week? Oh my God. Mm -mm. Do you know who Diane Feinstein is this week? I this, don't. Is, no, is, she good. is a, a senator from California. I think she lives in San Francisco. Been a senator for decades. She's been there for decades. She's in her 90, 89, and she has shingles right now. I don't even know what shingles is, but they were interviewing her yesterday and she was not there, dude. She's out to lunch. Out to lunch the very same day that uh, Fetterman was being, they, Fetterman decided to talk publicly for some reason because he's a senator of the United States and he like couldn't put two sentences together coherently. And the president of the United States is not there. And so, yes, let me be ageist. Hardcore ageist. Hardcore ageist. Yes, this is me being ageist. There needs to be a limit on age. You cannot 75. be in these positions of power at, at an old age. I don't even care if you have the faculties. This should be, there should be a safeguard. 75, out. Yeah. You, and you're out of touch. Test. You're out you're of touch. Test. Nah, even then, bro, I think you're, you're like, it's proven scientifically that most brains are starting to deteriorate at that point. Somewhere between 70 to 75, it starts, it begins. You don't have all your faculties about you. And also, you're, you're out of touch with what the real world is of today at that point. You really are. I mean, shit, sometimes I feel like my parents are too. And they're they're in their 50s, 60s. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like a whole other generation before them. It, it, it's, it, you want to have, you don't want people that are 18 and 19 because that's a whole, you don't understand the world at that point. Yep. But you give them the block between like 35 to 75, that's 40 years of like, you know, you've had 30 years of experience, you know the world a little bit, That's but that's like 40 years of like where you can make an mm -hmm. impact, you understand what's going on, you're up to date with technology and all these other things. And I think that's like your period to make your mark if that's if that's what you're aiming to do. But at yeah, a point- yeah, it, And they were meant to go home. Yeah. They were meant it, to go back to the farm. They were meant to go exactly. back to being police chief. They were meant to go back to being a school teacher. Because right now it's like career. Biden's body is our president. It's not exactly. his mind. It's not his political aspirate. It's nothing. It's other people, corporations, and his cabinet behind him dictating, I would have to guess, almost everything. The man doesn't even know which direction to walk in when he gets off stage. You know? It's just- Yeah, there's no way that a, he's involved in the day-to-day -day details of running a country. Yeah, there's no way. It, it's just a hollow, it's a, it's a shell of a, of a leader, and that's, that's he not- He eats supper. We don't- <laughs> it's, it's America. It's, it's America. You ever notice how, how often he whispers? Try me. Dude, it's ridiculous. His whisper kills me, me every time, bro. Watch me. Watch me. <laughs> Not a oh, joke. my God. All right, guys. We thank you for our time with us today. We got to get out of here and do some actual work, too, as well. So, um, in the meantime, if you want to find us on any socials, you can find us on Twitter at FriendshipNH, TikTok, and Instagram at FriendshipNewsHour. You can always send us a lovely email to bummerdude.media at gmail.com. That's bummerdude.media at gmail.com. See you next week. See ya.